1: feel like monica i'm like it's the humidity with my hair um I know. but um <laughs> i was like god it is everywhere but yeah just like us uh, just it like is that. lucretia and Durrell for you the yeah for the possible final time um because yeah i hate to break it to you guys that I believe in soap operas is going on an indefinite hiatus, I think. Because while we enjoy the soaps, sometimes talking about them all the time can take that away from you.
0: <laughs> can take it away. And I mean, the thing is, is like we've been doing, uh, you know, we've been doing this for so long. and I feel like we have been able to give back the gift and love of how we feel mm-hmm. about soap operas, you know, especially in quarantine. And I think this is the perfect yeah. time the world opening people are starting to to enjoy life a little bit more um so it's, it's interesting i'm in los angeles and they just actually reopened last night i believe it was so it's um it's it's been interesting you know obviously new york has been open for a little bit but i can i just see so much more hope in the world and you know the soaps are the soaps are still there and they're still good so definitely tune into them
1: yeah and that's the thing is um, we are soap fans. I mean that's the reason I got the opportunity to do this podcast and it came at such a great time because uh, you know for for better or for worse, we were all home and we were all re, you know getting back into our soaps and and of course we did soap con live with the locker room and that has done well. But like you said, the world is opening back up and sometimes e- even we have to get back to not just watching daytime television <laughs> all the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I really, I really appreciated it, you know, having this opportunity and being able to do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a late 11. And listen, just like Soaps Are Never Dead, I don't think Mm -hmm. uh, Believe in Soap Opera is is gone. I think that, you know, it's a hiatus and you never know when Lucretia and I are going to come back and talk to you guys more about soaps. We're going to come in. You're going to hear. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. um, So just keep a lookout.
1: Yeah, guys, I mean, we're, we're still on the social medias. So we'll plug those at the end, of course. And, you know, as much as I don't always enjoy the discourse, as they call it, on uh, Twitter, but, um, sorry, the Pride sombreros on. Happy Pride Month, Darrell. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: yeah, I have my Pride, the series shirt uh-huh. on. Make sure you check it out on Tubi TV and Amazon, uh, seasons one and two, and yeah, we also have Pride, the podcast. Uh, we have some very fun guests coming up this summer for Pride Month, so super excited about it. And our merch is coming out soon. Holy shit. Oh, we're Awesome. Have- Come out soon um, so i'm excited for you guys to get a little handle on that well
1: cool and and yeah like we guys we we love the soaps uh we especially love when when they were the forefront certainly with pride with ryan philippe all the way from one life to live as well as you know bianca played by Eden regal making susan lucci erica kane's daughter a lesbian was such a big deal and agnes nixon was always on the forefront of that so what a better place to celebrate yeah
0: it was, and you know, we've seen so many iconic uh, LGBT couples over the years. We've seen obviously uh, Luke and Noah from As the World Turns. Um, we have seen Will and Sunny from Days of Our Lives. Um, you know, Days of Our Lives now has a little thing brewing with Chanel and Ally, which I think is really cool. Um, you know, and we've seen, even on General Hospital, especially in the Ron Carly's days, we saw Lucas, and we saw um, Felix, and we saw Brad on all of those couples kind of mixing in. We do have a transgender character on General Hospital, Dr. Terry, who Mm -hmm. is going to be in a brand new storyline coming up. So it's really good that some still want to put that forward, and they want to be a part of that. Uh, You know, I know Young and the Restless has their couple over there, but, you know, people have their uh, thing with that. The one thing I want to say, and the one thing I want to point out, speaking of Pride Month and Soap celebrating that, I've always been confused how Bold and Beautiful, a fashion house, does not have any LGBTQ characters, really. I mean, we've had Joanna, I think, come in, and Caroline or something like that at one point, um, and then they had uh, Crystal Chappelle on there briefly, mm-hmm. but all in all, they don't have any LGBTQ characters. Why do you think that is?
1: I have no clue, but You're right. And that is, of course, the soap that's on now that I've watched the least, but that's probably a lot of it because as someone who has lived in L.A. for the past like six or seven years, it's like uh, L.A. is very diverse. Bold is not um and diverse in all sorts of things where you're like oh but they still show the same three or four white people all the time on this show yet in genoa city wisconsin we got a lot more diversity it is really weird especially considering those are both bell soaps they were sister soaps and you know y and r has not always been the best gay representation or lgbtq in any capacity but you, you have the fact that at least they've had, you know, diversity when it came to the winters and the barbers and, and stuff like that, That they're, they're not completely devoid of it,
0: Yeah, but I, yeah, I,
1: you know, bold. Yeah. That that's a good look, especially like you say in fashion.
0: <laughs> I don't like it. It just really comes across as, as tone deaf in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they did have a transgender character of Maya, um, and also yeah. my friend, Scott Turner Schofield, who played Nick on the show, I think that that was great. And I was like, oh, this is the start of something. And then they completely erased him from existence, which I thought was a slap in the face, you know, because they were working with Glad and they were doing all of this stuff. And I just really wish that they would get it together because I know there are some talented writers um, and actors over on Bold and Beautiful. And I think that. You know, but I also feel that they don't feel that they can tell the stories the way they want to within 30 minutes or 22, really. So I, I I hear all of that, but it just sounds like an excuse. I'm just like, yeah, listen, you could easily honestly by now we could have made we could have made the character of gay. We could have went that route.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, he seemed to be really into Thomas. Like, yeah,
0: we could have like I mean, there's existing characters that you have that you could make. LGBTQ and I and I don't want to say erasing, but but characters I watch, I actually watched both The Beautiful the Day, which is why that came to my mind, <laughs> uh, and I was just like, there's so many people on this show in scenes, and I'm like, oh, they could be bisexual, they could be gay, or they could be lesbian, and it just seems like they tried their very hardest. For it not to be um, with this, which is weird to me, it's just weird, and I, I, I hope that they fix it. But I want to give a shout out to Days of Our Lives because oh. consistently they have. You know, I know they had a little bump in the road, uh, but consistently they've had very good LGBTQ representation. Uh, they had Paul, who's an Asian man, um, oh, you know, dealing oh. with his sexuality, and he's so fine. Um, oh, They yeah. had. They had Chris recently. Perchon, Right. They they had Christian mm-hmm. Maddox recently who was a bisexual yes. character. Um, you know, and he played
1: a, young like, Dean on Supernatural, so that so that was just super hot to me. I was like, all right, I like him. <laughs> Keep him
0: around. Yeah, and I mean, you know, in constant representation of um you know, Will and Sonny. I just I I, I think that while days can be talked about for You know, they're so cheap and they're this and that. They've always tried to do representation right. Um, And and I also give a shout out, they're doing it really well right now with having um, the black characters on canvas. Um, I'm so, so sad though, but super excited that, uh, you know, we're gonna be able to keep the character Chanel, but she's now gonna be played by Raven Bowens because Precious Way will be leaving the show. Um, Obviously it had been talked about for a few months, uh, but Precious Way did get a, a sitcom. Um, oh so it's good
1: for her because i was a little sad because i like her and i love their dynamic and me too (laughs) they're so fun paulina and chanel uh, me and my mom were like we love their dynamic because it reminds us of us like the oh no child like you know uh, the kid trying to tell the mom what to do and and being all like so we're like this is funny and they're so cute but uh, hopefully raven does really well as well because and has the same chemistry with Allie
0: yeah I th- I think she will I I know you know actually a lot of people are really concerned about which I, I do want to say to people um a lot's been coming out lately about colorism um and and how that affects people um, obviously in the heights has gotten a lot of blowback um, you know with their colorism and their representation of Washington Heights so In terms of Raven, a lot of people are very upset because a couple of her pictures on her social media seems that she is a fair-skinned African-American woman, um, which I don't think that's the case. Um, But I think it's really, really sad that, you know, this girl is, you know, as an actor, as a performer, she's so excited to be in this role and to probably have to see online all the hatred and all the things that are going on. I really wish that people wouldn't do that. Uh, But I also understand. Yeah, because
1: this isn't on her. Like, and that's just where I'll say, and, and too, like with the The Heights controversy it's like I, I, I like to believe that people do this with the best of intentions. But as they say, the road to hell is uh, paved with good intentions. That's and true. you don't understand sometimes when you say certain things, you're actually taking a step back instead of a step forward, especially when you're dealing with stuff where people are. They're doing their best. They are really trying to, to break boundaries and, you know, move past barriers like Lin-Manuel Miranda did. And like Ron has tried to do, like he did with One Life to Live, like he did with GH and like he's done here. And so it does come across. And, and this is what soap fans are just known for is being a little bit ungrateful and, and being a little bit judgy when when you don't when you don't understand the process and it's like, well, you know, they could have just cast a white family instead, guys. Like, I mean, I understand where you're coming from and I understand that another soap has had a history of doing things like that. (laughs) Uh, But it's with days, I don't feel like that's what's going on. And I think anybody that's commenting probably knows that as well too. It's like, like we, we get it. You know, it, the, we all understand the history of that. But to think about it in 2021 uh, and certainly being with somebody like Ron, who is a little bit ahead of the times, unlike a lot of, you know, soaps in the past um, or things like that. It's like, yeah. Or, or like I say, like, like Lynn Manuel Miranda, it's like, guys, no, these aren't your enemies. These people are people who are trying to do the right thing. We don't need to always like chastise them. Just because things may not be the wokest, Um, yeah. um, I believe it was Lonnie Love that said, "Some of y'all so woke, you need to take a nap." Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and look, listen, I have to say, first of all, going back to Raven Bowens. Yeah. we don't know what she looks like because guess what? Yeah. Instagram, you can like do different oh, filters. filters? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we don't know. So I I would implore people to to give her a chance. And you know, I think back to I was watching The View the other day, and Whoopi said something about you know we we came so far because it's crazy to me that you know Madonna played Ava Peron. You know, you had Madonna yeah. playing her. You had Angelica Houston playing uh, a character that wasn't you know her. Um,
1: Greg Vaughn played Diego (laughs) on Y&R. Sorry, I'm just going to shit on Y&R today, guys. It's already coming.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? Let's jump right to it. Let's jump right to it. I I finally watched Y&R today. Um, I got to see the actress who plays Tara. Now, I'm going to say a few things. I think that... As an actor, as a performer, you cannot help but to feel bad of someone. Yeah. Like, like I can, I can't imagine how she feels every day going online and seeing people. I don't think there's one person out there that likes her in the role of Tara or thinks that she's a good actress. Um, I think that personally she was maybe miscast and she was a recast from my understanding, right? I think someone else uh, was playing the role and then she became a re, uh, like, like was well, somebody Well, else they
1: didn't cast. have anybody, yeah. Like, I don't remember who else was cast, but or if yeah, that was yeah. even true because we've only seen her, but right, yeah.
0: She, that, that's what it was. So there was an actress cast. Um <laughs> I was just checking my producing notes. There was an, because <laughs> you, know, you know, I forget. There was an oh, actress yeah. cast but she ended up getting another show, so they had to do another recast, which is the actress that we see today. Um, I I saw her scenes today, because I hadn't watched any of her scenes. I've only seen the online commentary about her. Um, I don't think she's terrible. I don't think that. I do think that Young and the Restless, and I don't know how you feel about this, they're going back and pulling all of this history from characters that we don't know and don't care about. And I think because that, and because she's a little green in the role, that it's not doing her any favors. I think that had she have been a bit day player or had she had been, um, you know, somebody that we care about or we've seen before, I don't know, I don't know. Because I mean, look, we went through so many recasts for Heather Stevens on Yr. Oh yeah. So, I don't know. I I just don't think she's god awful horrible, but I do think that there's something off I think maybe the direction, you know what the direction of the character needs to change. That's what I think needs to happen. I think if you're going to put this type of character, have her be devious, I think that she's trying too hard to be a certain way and it's not coming across as authentic.
1: Well, see this, the thing about Tara Locke is a lot of the similarities with Willow. And this is where I give Caitlin McMullen a lot of credit. And there's a reason she's been nominated for the Emmys is because she's really good. The character of Willow is really bad. And it's a character that I never like. And guys, it goes all the way back to the Babe Chandler day. It's like, I do not like the victim mentality character that's like, you know, always acts like like she's the victim when she's the one pulling the strings, she's the one doing the crap. So like, I, I do understand that this actress and God, I'm blanking on her name, I feel so bad. Like she's already in a tough role to me to where it's like, I'm not gonna like you anyway because of the writing. But as far as the acting choices though, I do at least try to put myself in her shoes. And if I was thinking that this woman is a Hamptons living waspy woman, she is kind of playing that. But the thing is, she's on a soap opera. And I think that that's not really clicked. And this is yeah. why I think I've seen some of the suggestions were like, if this was Bree Williamson in the role or somebody like that, then yeah. maybe we could get behind it but it is one of those where the character to me is already set up i'm not gonna get regardless of who who is playing the role and and then you know so that's hard as an actor you're already playing someone so unlikable and i see the beats that i think she's she's going for that that Mm -hmm. waspy Mm -hmm. that that unfeeling that that victim even though i'm always been a kept woman and you know but like like Willow and like Nina too, like on GH, like the characters are pathetic, but the differences over there, they have these strong actresses, especially like with Cynthia and with Michelle before her. So you can get around it. And I just yeah. feel like, like again, she was miscast. She would probably be great on a Grey's anatomy or something else like yeah. that isn't so fast-paced and, and that's just where i'll say that i'm like i do feel like like you say that there's some directional notes that she's getting that i again i i don't i think that it, it is one of those that that maybe watch some of the soaps before yeah. and, and see how this character plays out because it's not like this character is anything new
0: i yeah, mean I-
1: but yeah, to have Richard Berge and then a no-name just didn't make sense. And especially, I'm so glad they, that even Lily said it, is like, Vicky needs to get laid and we're building this with, with uh, Victoria and with Ashlyn. And they're finally giving Richard Berge good material. But to me, y has just been bad overall. Like, And it yeah. sucks because there's so many good actors and there's so much to pull from, there's so much history but the worst thing about it and this is where gh and days all these shows like they have their their strengths and their weaknesses but none of them are ever really confusing as silly as mask and uh spies and all this really is they're never confusing i always understand the motivations and why people do the things that they do but on y and r it's like that all over like Like Sally's story, for example. I was really rooting for Sally and Jack. And then they just up and stopped that and then they were like, Okay, well, Sally's gonna get back at summer by getting her a really good job. Like, like that doesn't even make any fucking sense. Like doesn't make sense because her
0: motivation her motivation isn't to get Kyle. So it's kind of like
1: it's she wants her job, but why would she not go for the other job that's better?
0: Well, that means you know some. Are, so the story that they're giving Tara should have been, you know, I think that if Sally would have came over, slept with Kyle, and like got pregnant or something like that, that would have been the story. And then we oh, still yeah. could have had. Ashlyn and been a come good to sophie's story. Yeah. Like, I mean, an Ashlyn could have honestly came to town as Sally's father or something, like because we never yeah, met. Yeah, Tara is not
1: necessary. Like, yeah, and Tara's- that's just where I'll say it's like anybody could have been this person and. It's like it, but YR has a history of doing this, like trying to write themselves out of the hole. and that's why like for all of the Peter and the, the GH accusations, I'm like, guys, do y'all not watch YR? Like I, I didn't enjoy Peter and a lot of the storyline either, but at least most of it made sense and, and whether you guys want to agree or not or but the motivations for Anna, Maxi Valentine, I always understood why they were so stupid when it came to Peter and their history said this, everything made sense. But with Y and R, like, honestly, everyone is out of context right now. The yeah. only person whose motivation makes sense, like sometimes is like, okay, Jack has not been a grandfather. Cause he probably has kids with, with his Asian son they don't acknowledge, but, but God forbid chemo exists. Um, but at least I'm like, okay, so Jack, part. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So Jack wants to be a grandfather. Great. Like, that's adorable. Peter Bergman is adorable. But that is literally the only thing in here that has made any lick of sense.
0: Yeah. Listen, I want to go back to something you said about having strong actresses role. And, you know, um, one thing, you know, Laura Wright just recently celebrated her yeah. 30 years in daytime. Congratulations, Laura. And people can say all day long how much they hate Carly, but they will never say that Laura Wright is a bad actress. You can never she say that. She
1: that, is so good.
0: That, that, that'll never be a critique. And what I what I hope, and I, and I think that this might have played a, a thing in it too, Lucretia. And we talked about this. It's like Bold and Beautiful, Young and the Restless has just now started like loosening their social distancing onset, and I think it has not given her and behooved the actress playing Tara to have someone to support her. Um, you know, Laura Wright was talking in her interview she did with Michael Fairman that there was a scene that she tried. She, she always tried to help her younger co-stars, and there was a scene that yeah. they had with um, with Sasha and uh, and and she worked with the actress. Sophia Mattson, who congratulations, like a baby girl. Yeah. Um,
1: Still looking so hot. Like, did she get prettier now? Like, it's like, how could somebody who's already a 10, now you're 11? (laughs) She's
0: so fabulous. I can't get into it. But, you know, to me, it's like she helped her to see. And Laura was like, I, you know, was able to help her. And I think that hopefully, if the reins are loosening, I would like to see, you know, Tara worked with someone like Amelia Hindley as Victoria, or even, you know, Melly Thomas Scott yeah. as Nikki, someone that can kind of groom her a little bit better. But honestly, this character has the, uh, the option to be like a Diane, or like, a, you know, a Jill from the old days, if written and played correctly. So, you know, I hope that, yeah. you know, we figure we figure that out but I want to move on because I almost Peter? feel like
1: they're setting up her and Jack like, like, Oh yeah. Like, cause I almost feel like that in that, that may be what they do. If they're keeping Sally around, maybe this is like Tara's the real villain and Sally and Jack. I, I, I like, I'm trying to find bright sides of this, but the sad part is like Sharon and Ray getting back together. Like, you know, a lot of the directions they're going just seem forced and weird. And uh, it. As much as I like Victoria and Ashlyn, again, trying to think of the bright side, and because that's been something I've been wanting, and, and I love when Victoria is a little bit more Victor's daughter. I also like Victor mentoring Amanda because he's like oh we do have a similar upbringing like that made sense and I was like but these things almost feel like they're written by somebody else because everything else sucks like and it's so bad sad because everyone on the show like for the most part of y is such a good actor they they are popular because they they have the same people they were able to show those reruns and people know what was going on because they've kept the vets around but part of me almost feels like being number one in daytime for over 30 years has made them a little bit lazy and and this is what annoys me it's like you have the potential to be so great and you have these two things that are really working and you have freaking Michelle Stafford, Jason Thompson, uh, Brighton James, you have all these people you could be doing stuff with Peter freaking Bergman and you're just fucking it off like yeah. I Yeah. I I didn't
0: realize that I don't like one thing that they've done. Number one, yeah. I don't like, like you said, they're not using Michelle Stafford. But I also don't like, they don't seem to be using my girl, Brittany Sharpie. Um, yeah. My mom
1: was like, where is she? Like, she was like, where's Brittany? Like,
0: they, they, yeah. yeah. So, poor Brittany, I feel like. It's <laughs> yeah. happened to her on General Hospital, and it's happened to her on Young and yeah. As soon as her character, causes an affair or has an affair, they start <laughs> phasing the character out. They did it when and she with
1: Dante.
0: They they do it every time. And I don't She know. should have been and,
1: pregnant. Like and it's, and it's almost like that
0: she doesn't exist. Cause I was watching today and I saw Amanda and her sister Imani. And you know, young and restless has this thing where they're like, we can only have a certain amount of black people on at a time. And it does not go mm-hmm. unnoticed, young and restless. Like I yeah. know what you're doing. It's like well, we got two black girls, so that's all we can do for right now. And then we we got the mom; she can come in and out. And then we have Nate, who's probably gonna end up with Imani. And then we have you mm. know, you know, Bryden now. D- Devon is dating Amanda, which I didn't know. It's weird, because Hillary, where's Elena? So she's been completely yeah. erased from like, the storyline.
1: Yeah, it's like she was considering taking another job like the last time we saw her. And that had been like weeks, it felt like, since we'd seen her. Cause even my mom's like, where is she? Like, like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> because we're so used to, cause she's so good. Like, even though you don't like the decisions Elena makes, I always at least understood her motivations, and she was someone who faced the consequences of her decisions. So I was like, I get this character, and I like her. But, like, with her and Lola, when they decided to put her and Lola as friends, it was like, okay, well, two characters that they don't know what to do with now. And it's like, but Elena had story and has a place and could have been pregnant and could have gone on. I get that it's like without Theo and with Kyle and Summer involved in this other thing, like there really wasn't a spot for Lola. And again, she got a better job, but with Brittany, You're it's like, imagine. is she, is she working like in maybe that's part of it or like, cause that, that annoys me because it's like, it, there was so much potential here with uh, the Elena, Devon, Nate triangle. And to me, it's like, as much as I liked Devon and Hillary, and I think that chemistry is there between Brighton and Michelle, like, they sort of put them together like too fast. It almost felt like, and they forgot about the fact that it's like her and Billy had this thing and it was really good. And then you had like the Billy, Lily, her triangle might've been a little bit more interesting. And you had all these other people to play with over here that were already doing stuff. But like to me, putting Amanda and Victor's orbit may open her up to other things. And maybe that's when Elena comes back and maybe she's pregnant. I don't know. Like, Maybe and
0: you know I I, I hope that yeah. she does come back and she is pregnant and then that throws a wrench because you know they actually had a throwaway line on General Hospital a couple of weeks ago about Valerie and they said yeah. Valerie will be transferring to Forensic so I feel like we'll never see Valerie again which upsets me because I do want more females in the police station and you know and she's a Spencer. Have- yeah it's kind of like you know at least we have uh, a female black police commissioner mm-hmm. um who again congratulations to brianna nicole henry yeah. i have to say so many people have talked so much shit about my girl and she came out with an emmy nom and her scenes were really good um you know i think that she definitely has made the role of jordan her own and while uh, vanessa anton is a fantastic actress yeah and I love working Um, Jordan is now a character that, you know, you know, Brianna Nicole has played and she's really, really made it her own. So I'm I'm really excited to see that. But speaking of characters making them their own, how do you feel about Mm -hmm. Roger's new character? Like, what do you think about that?
1: Oh, uh, well, he is adorable. Like, that's the thing is, and again, guys, I know you hate that they killed Franco and you love Franco. I love Franco, too. I mean, I made the Franco file shirts and everything, guys. I love Franco, too, but, but I love Roger no matter who he's playing. And it's one of those where it's like, Roger wanted this because uh, yeah, he's tired he of playing rapist. And even though we said Franco wasn't a rapist, he was still a serial killer. And so it's nice to see him play this do-gooder, like, like almost like man bun doctor sort of guy. And so even my mom is like, Oh my God, this is adorable. Like I love his new haircut. I love, I love that he looks like he's having fun, sort of like with Sonny and, and Mike, it's like, I like to see people having fun and um, I know it's probably been everywhere. Surely by now, cause he is supposed to be Jimmy Lee Holt's son. Um, a little insider knowledge in case that hasn't gotten out yet, but so uh, he will be involved with the ELQ story. That's, that's what I know. Um, cause he'll be proven to be a Quartermain, but like he, his last name is Holt, but a yeah. lot of people are speculating. He may be really Allen's and they'll finally do the Jason, um, you know franco brother storyline that they started but now it'll be with a different character you know that wasn't weirdly in love with him like franco was initially <laughs> yeah.
0: i yeah. listen yes you are right about that i yeah. I, I i do uh, what I hope doesn't happen, because here's what people Mm. have to understand. What I love about Roger being an actor, Roger said he's struggling so Mm -hmm. much to make this character different because at the end of the day, as actors, we all have this tick, right? And we kind of play the same characters, you know, like even when we're There's always a a little bit
1: of you. Yeah, a
0: little bit of you. And Roger's gonna always do what Roger does. Roger has this thing that he does that's Mm -hmm. so aloof and it's so great. And I remember when, Michael Easton came back as Silas Clay, and they tried to differentiate him by giving him like a man bun. And Kristen, all of a sudden, they dyed her hair. Yeah. As the show show progressed, and General Hospital was like, "All right, you know what? The audience can buy these people. Just go back to being yourself." So Kiki became star again, basically, Mm -hmm. uh, before Kristen wrapped up. And you know, same thing with um, you know Silas, you, you know. Michael Easton, for some reason, I don't get it because he's the nicest guy ever. And they always have- him Yeah, like
1: gross, and grouch.
0: Like, angry, grouchy yeah. characters. I mean, John McBain, Silas Clay, Caleb Morley, you know, now Hamilton fan, and he's always just so angry. And I'm just really hope that they take some time to really develop these characters um and, and to develop austin uh i love the name austin i love it mm-hmm. and I, I i'm excited to see more. like the
1: city though. in texas <laughs> like he was just so cute about it like i was like okay mm-hmm. i'll get behind this he's adorbs
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see who who he you know ends up with and i have to say to you that it's great to have him in scenes with people where they don't have this premeditated hate because of something that his character did. Like yeah. even though Sam was weird with him the other day, she wasn't weird with him because of how she hated Franco. She was just weird with him cuz she was in his house and everything. So it it's yeah. great. And I I you know, I feel like part of him might end up with Carly. Um I do
1: feel like that is most likely because he's a quarter main guy and you know, they all, for whatever reason, AJ, Jason, they're all stupid for Carly and what's Carly going to do? I mean, I'm hearing rumors that her and Jason get married, but it's for something to do with the business. But I, as much as like part of me wanted a Jarly once uh, reunion at some point, because Steve and Laura have such chemistry, they are still almost like brother and sister. More so, like, him and Britt is just adorable. I'm loving the Jason Britt stuff, so I do hope that doesn't affect it. But, yeah, I could see him more with Carly because, I mean, they are going with Liz and Ben full force, and now they've got the secret of killing Peter and where he is and all this. And, you know, to me, all the people angry about this, it's like, then what the fuck do you think we're watching? Like, it is soaps, guys. Who is most likely to get – oh, my God, the most drama is going to come from – Hayden's sister getting with her man and raising her baby in time for her to come back, like, yeah. and, and for I, everybody I mean, that they're wants they're... Rebecca back. Like, this is like a duh. Like, this is was sitting out there. Like, oh my god, we have to do this and we have to set it up. And because Roger wanted to do something else, that's that's the only way you could make this really work. Yeah. But again, and people they're... just want to be mad. I mean, Peter's dead, and they're still mad about Peter. And you're like, okay, well, I mean, what? I mean, I don't <laughs> want-
0: I mean, I, you know, and there's also rumors about um, that. You know, I think someone released the casting um, uh, sides. They are bringing back Naomi, who played Hayden's mom, to kind of be hey. a thorn and and Finn and Elizabeth's side for now, um, which is going to be which is which is going to be great. And I think they're going full force with that with with Anna yep. and Valentine. Um, you know, because I think she's going to need to be there for him when the Brooklyn and Maxie situation come out. Um, Bend in Brooklyn and had to lean on Chase. But here's like a soapy twist would be. And this isn't even any spoiler. I know. I would mm-hmm. love for Chase to actually know that what Michael and Willow are doing, he's a police officer. I feel like oh, he yeah. knows. he's not serious. I feel yeah. like that's why he asked her to marry him. And he's just like, I think he knows. And I think we're going to find out that Chase has known this whole time and he's been playing them, which will then up the ante of the story. Because I did see on Twitter. A couple of people being like, the issue with this um, this weird triangle is everyone's so nice and everyone's trying to be so nice. But wouldn't it be great if it's Chase was good. like, yeah, like, yeah, he's been playing them the whole time, much like Sammy and Kate did on Days of Our Lives about EJ and Abby when they knew they had been having yeah. an affair. and got this whole plan. I feel like it's gonna be the same situation, and Chase is gonna be like, yo, here it well, is. I'll-
1: I hope so because to me, Chase is a character that has so much potential. Same thing with Michael. Like, it's unfortunate for Willow, but I feel like Caitlin should pay uh, take note for Alexa Havens. It's like, look, there is no saving this character at this point unless she goes a full like Annie Lavery and goes cuckoo bananas, like because I think she could pull that off. Like, that's your only choice to have her go like half Nell or like even full Nell and be cuckoo or she needs to get a better job because I know she can do it because like the Willow character is ruining both of these guys. And this is your only guys in that demographic. And, yeah, Yeah. I mean, Brooklyn is Michael's cousin, but it's not like they didn't do that on Guiding Light. And it's not like we're not from East Texas. She makes both men better. I mean, and maybe it's because she's the complete opposite of Willow, not this whiny little victim. But, like, as I was talking earlier with somebody, I'm like, Willow bothers me far more than Peter ever did. Because the difference between Willow and Peter is like, look, a lot of the Peter story wasn't good but at least people were able to call Peter out and there was always someone to do it, even when he was playing the victim and all that. It's like, no, Robert always hated him. Finn never really liked him. And you at least understood the motivations for the people that believed his crap, like yeah, Anna, yeah. Valentine, Maxie. But with Willow, it's like, this girl has been a problem since day one, since she was Charlotte and Aiden's teacher. She was a shitty teacher. That's why she lost her job. And, yeah, and then she saying. acts like she's the victim and she was so good. And, oh, like, no, like, yeah. you did something wrong. You honestly yeah. were part of the problem with the bullying. And then the same thing with, like, it, it was, so again, that's why Caitlin got the Emmy. She was so good in the finding out the baby was dead, that, that she really carried and all that. But it's like, but you didn't. I mean, yes, you lost your child, but you've already built this up with Wiley and then you're getting to be Wiley's mom. So there wasn't really any consequence to the fact that Willow has made a lot of bad decisions. And especially when it was the triangle between Willow and Sasha, you're like, Sasha's like a thousand times better in every way. Girl just has a drug problem because she's, you know, trying to be strong and actually, you know, doing the right thing and sacrificing Willow is someone yeah. who acts like she, you know, she plays the victim. She acts like she sacrifice. This a lot like, you know, the dealer no girl girls that are so famous um, and so kept now. But yet they act like, oh, my God, I'm a victim. Well, if you're a victim, honey, what about the, the, the human trafficking girls? Huh? What about no. them? Uh, uh, not to just drag it down to like, but we're talking about this up here versus this down here, yeah, if you're yeah. The, the biggest victim and, and you gotta cry all the time, what do you think these people are gonna do? Why don't we try to, you know, be stronger and not cry all the Oh my god, I have to marry the hot guy because he's dying, but I'm really in love with you, Michael, the the, the sweet guy who buys me things and <laughs> shut the fuck up! Like, oh my god, like, it- Sarah Locke is annoying, but it's almost like we don't have to deal with her being like the center of the universe. Cause there's still people who don't like her at least now. And yeah. you know, it's not good, but the whole line are, but Willow, it's like, guys, for all the crap you gave Peter for pulling down the show, Willow is in my opinion, as a woman who finds weak, pathetic women, you know, and not just Willow, uh, sadly Nina is in this category sometimes too, but it's like, yeah, this is far more offensive to me because at least with Peter, I'm like, people who are allowed to hate Anne with Willow, it's like, oh my God, you dare speak about Snow White? I mean, birds fly out of the window every time she walks in a room, she's so perfect. And, and oh my God, like, I mean, again, I'm sorry, Caitlin. You were very good. You were better than this, Leave, like, and, and get a better job. Just like, you know, some of these other women have done in the past. It's like, yeah, you're good. You got your two Emmy noms and, and you earned them, but the character sucks. It's so Ladies bad, it's so offensive.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is, I, okay. I had a lot of
1: Willow stuff, stuff to get out.
0: No. I, I was waiting for what the point of the episode, you were going to go on a rant and I'm happy, <laughs> I'm happy with that. Listen. It's here's also a thing they just can't make Michael work with anybody. You know the best pairing that Michael almost had was uh, that was going to be juicy is when you thought that Brenda had slept with him to get revenge. Oh on yeah, that.
1: that was so good. And
0: See? why didn't and they let
1: happened. him and Brad had chemistry because Brad was in love. Brad had the crush Brad. on Michael. They used that. That was that was yeah. cute.
0: And, and like they not the, the, missed the boat. They, they really missed the boat with, with Michael, and I actually saw Nelson Bronco actually today. He 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 made something that a lot of people have been commenting on. So definitely check it out on Twitter. And he said, "It's time for Chad to go." He's not Michael, and I feel horrible. But I, because the thing is, I think Chad does really, 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 really good when he's given uh, particular when material. When he's
1: given good uh, material, yeah, so when yeah. Make
0: him this leading man to me. A disleading, like, heartthrob. I think it is. It just because Chad is like fun and he's goofy. And yeah. I just don't. Yeah, buy when he it. runs
1: into shit, I love that. Like, and it's cute when Chad's Chad, but it's sort of the same thing with Steve Burton. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I love Steve Burton. Hell, I started watching YR when he went over there. Like, I love Steve Burton. I don't always love Jason, but it's one of those where it's like, they have the same problem that they they are adorable and they're likable. And when they play to their strengths, it's gold. But it's GH, gold. for some reason, doesn't always like to do that. And you're like, they want to force them into these romantic lead roles, and they're not it. I mean, it's it's really frustrating because it's like, Chase is certainly the more romantic lead of the young guys like Josh can play it like you've seen his Netflix movies that his wife wrote you're like and they're in it's adorable that's who he is let him I mean Brooklyn Amanda brings so much out of both of them and you're like because she's fun and that brings it out of Michael and it brings it out of Chase let's go with that and this is what's frustrating because it's not really Chad's fault it's in same thing with Jason like they've been forcing Jason as this romantic lead ever and I'm just like the fuck are you talking about? Like, there oh, is nothing man. there. He is a good actor, but that's not what he does. Yeah,
0: he he is being romantic with Brett, and yeah. for me, that's yeah, working.
1: and that's cute. Um, yeah, and
0: and Chad, you know, I think that so there's a storyline, and you actually might remember this more than I do, um, mm-hmm. being the GH historian and all. So there was a story, and correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it with Ned and Alexis and Chloe and Jax or something a long time ago? Where they yeah, to that to was Ned? it. Yep. And that seems very familiar to what they were trying to set up initially with Sasha. And I'm so glad they pulled Sasha yeah. out of that story. They get Sasha out of there. she deserves um, you know, better. Yeah. And I and I buy her and Brando. Um, oh yeah. Know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see who the new villain will be. Um, and the reason why is because you know we we have October. Uh Congratulations on your Emmy nomination. Oh Jeff. yeah, you, so good. You did brilliant work with Jeannie Francis in the hostage situation. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the hostage episodes were some of the most riveting. It took me back to the Metro Court crisis. Yes. It, it was so well done. You just didn't know what was going to happen. And I thought for sure, well, Trina's going to get shot. And then somebody's going mm-hmm. to give her blood. And then we're going to find out that Curtis is her daddy. Um, you know, I, I just I was just like, that, that would be crazy. Aww. But I don't want I actually don't want Curtis to be her dad. I wanted to stay Taggart. And the I reason don't why yeah. is, is because I just think that they can have a messy situation outside of that. They don't need to just do the whole, well, par- because they've already tried to and do we- a parental thing with Chase. And 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 if they just Yeah, actually- like they, they sort of okay. switched
1: that. They set it up to be Trina and Curtis, and then it was like, no, we're gonna do the Finn and Chase. And so it's like, guys, we've already had too many paternity things. Let's forget it. Taggart's her dad. Because if you weren't gonna make like Gia her mom and then Taggart was just raising her, that would have been interesting. But yeah. like, you know, yeah, Curtis being her dad, it would have been drama when they were at it. But now that they're good, that's stupid.
0: Yeah, it's it's just not needed. Um and then the time to have done it was her she if she would have been shot. Yeah. Um, you know. But you know, uh, did you see Jill Farron Phelps interview recently?
1: Um, I have not. I know she's gonna be in the locker room with Alan. Um yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah so the, the it came out um with Alan's yeah. interview <laughs> and she um People are just wondering, they're like, what soap is she about to go to? Because usually when Jill because yeah, she out started
1: and- talking, because I knew he was going to interview her like months ago when he told me, and I was like, dude, turn off the comments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, don't yeah. turn off the comments. You aren't going to want to read those. Yeah. <laughs> and he like, laughed. yeah
0: she Yeah. She, anytime that Jill and Phelps start talking, or she starts doing mm-hmm. anything, um she then moves on to soap so a part of me is like all right where's it gonna be is she gonna go over not to gh not gh
1: not gh, G-H. please I no. no no
0: Frank, frank's not going right? mm, um, no. <laughs> um, i have i have that on high authority frank yeah going um but a part of me thinks she might go back to y and r and if she does i know that she's going to fire oh, half, no, half. It's like-, like the rosales are gone um she's gonna get rid of um You know, uh, Elena's gonna be gone. She's gonna get rid of Tara. She's gonna get rid of a lot of people.
1: Okay, there we go. Like I went away for a second, catch me up.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I was just saying that if Jill Farron Phelps goes back to Young and the Restless, she's Mm -hmm. going to fire half attack. The Rosaleses are gone. Uh, Elena's gone. Like, she's probably going to get rid of the entire storyline. Well, that's what dinosaurs.
1: she does. She just like cuts people. Like, Cleaned I mean, house. Jill Ferrenfels has killed more characters than Robert Kuzu. <laughs> yes, yeah, she has.
0: And I'm also like, if not, could she go over to Days of Our Lives? Because I do know that you know they have Albert and over there, and they used to have Greg Ming, who's no longer there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. is is she gonna go there? But I just feel Jill's I about. I first
1: I like Days. I was like, I don't want her to ruin I would, it.
0: I would. Per- yeah, because mm-hmm. she goes <laughs> day, She's getting rid of my last the last crew. She's gonna get rid of Philip, Chloe, Chanel, Shawn, Yeah, not my she'll,
1: Philip. No.
0: She, no, she'll get rid of all those people, and um. You know, I, I just really, I hope the interview was just that and I hope that we don't find that yeah. later. But you know, some people are clamoring for her to do something over a Young and the Restless cause it's, they don't like it right now. And they're like, listen, yeah, we, I don't know if it's the producing as much as the writing but I, I do like Josh Griffin. It's
1: confusing. So it's like, it could be a little bit of both, like.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, but speaking of days of our lives, people gone. <sighs> Kristen is gone. She said so long to Salem. And listen, Ron Kalavati does the same exit for every female character that he has ever (laughs) done. And he literally has them always say, you haven't seen The Last of Me. He always has them say that. And I think it is such a brilliant thing. And I've actually, because i followed Ron's career, and it's a little staple that he gives every female character. He had Gabby do it when she left Salem. He had... um, you know, he obviously had Kristen do it. He had Andrea Evans do it as Tina. Anytime a female character leaves, they're like, you haven't seen The Last of Me. And I'm like, oh, I love it. So I hope we haven't seen The Last of Kristen. I think Stacey's an amazing in the role. But I also want to see Susan interact with her son, EJ, now that he's back. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's I what I that.
1: wonder, is that if Stacy will come back and interact with EJ, because, like, I will say that, I really didn't enjoy the EJ Sammy scenes, but again, I'm a new viewer I, and I don't have the history there, but apparently it's pretty bad. Um, but I was like, I liked him with, um, his brother, uh, um, or yeah. With
0: Tony. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With Tony. Cause I love Theo, And I was just like, Oh, well this is good. So maybe he's going to be, you know, he's going to go up against Jake. It's sort of like what's going on at GH with like, uh, I almost called him Franco again Austin coming in and he's gonna be a quartermate and going like it's like you're bringing the Family back to to get back to what soaps do is like the family business and you know I, I love Brandon and I you know The Jake stuff was really good when it started, but I think they're they found a, a lull and I do love that Kate is fucking with them and I love that Chad knows and i I do think that this might be interesting with family drama so it'll give Brandon some better material because to me, it's like Jake kind of deserves what Kate's doing to him because <laughs> he was shitty to both women. And to me, it's like I really wish that they wouldn't write Gabby so pathetic sometimes. It's like she she's a fun character. We don't need her to be all hung up on Jake. she yeah. when she was I honestly was more into her and Philip like. And I liked Jake and Kate, but not now. It's like, no, bitch, like you're done. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, listen, and so to
1: me, I hope this gives him better material because it's not been really likable, like Brandon can be.
0: Well, I think that they really are work. They, they're working so hard to re- recreate. Yeah. Gabby and Stefan, which was such mm. a great relationship, and I think that's to the detriment. I think that Jake needs to go to someone else's orbit. I actually like to see him mix it up with uh, Nadia Biola and as Chloe again, even though we know Chloe is going to be mm, busy. Yeah. Brain. But I, I want to see him mix it up with someone. Um, I know you're concerned about, you know, with Kristen gone, has anyone not mentioned Sarah? Did they not think that yeah. maybe that Sarah dumped Xander and left town and didn't even end up the wreck, she just left. Um, and, and when is she getting off that island that she's on?
1: Yeah, like that. that's one of those things that it almost makes you feel like that wasn't the initial plan. And then it may have had to do with with Lindsay's abrupt exit. Like, I don't know what's going on there, guys. But but to me, there was just a lot more story for Sarah. And it yeah. seems really odd the way that they've left this out there. But hopefully it was left out there for her to come back. And so. uh, that's just where I'll say it's and it's not like Ron to really have a loose end like that without, you know, being forced into it. And so that that's what it all just seems really awkward to me and doesn't really fit with everything else. Like everyone else is sort of written off and and into a point where it made sense.
0: Yeah, I just um, I just think that for me, it's very odd because she like also where's maggie where's victor there's a lot of well i knew that there.
1: maggie didn't like she wanted to take a hiatus and and i know that john aniston with victor like he he is up there right? and he's not always available like you know and it's great when they do have him though and they do try to keep him included just like i i honestly want to get my own stefano picture i've become just like a diehard days fans guys like is why uh, and R just sucks so bad, but and I love GH, but it's like I love days. I'm like, I want one of those Stefano pictures to talk to, like, yeah, and I, mean, and, I, and, it. I, and I yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: let's, uh, yeah, let, let's get them. They used to have another picture in the mansion of Sammy and Kate, <laughs> and it was so fierce, and they had replaced <laughs> that photo with theirs. Um, so no, that's yeah, funny. Man. I would love to like, to, to to have that, but I really hope that we figure out where Sarah is. Um, and yeah, you know, I have to say, I kind of agree with you about Ben and Claire and I kind of, yeah. I'm kind of with it. I mean, I'm sorry. I Listen, know I it. love
1: sin guys, but they're cute. Yeah.
0: I, I don't, I, yeah. I mean, this, this could be, yeah, this is, this is a little crazy.
1: And, and I know I'm about to speak some real blasphemy. Oh, so forgive no, me guys. No, but okay, go ahead. I feel so bad for Claire. Like, like Claire is one of those where, and this is why she's not a willow or whatever. Cause no one ever lets Claire be the victim. They constantly remind her of all the awful things she's done. But Claire really is someone who it's like every fucking thing happens to Claire and you feel bad for her. And I feel like her and Ben really do have this connection. And, and you know, nothing turns me on more than a sad guy. That's why like, I love Philip. I love Valentine. Like, uh, and that's why Ben and his saddest, it's like, ooh, it really does it for me. And that's why I was like, they're really building this with them. And wouldn't it be interesting to see that if Sierra comes back and starts to remember things, Ben and Claire are together, and maybe Claire winds up with the with the baby. Cause she would finally one up Sierra. Cause like I I mean, I get it. And this is where I'll say that they actually sort of play things the right way. Like it does make sense that Sierra would be the one that wins over Claire in a lot of ways, because that's sadly how girl relationships and everything works. You know, it's not like the unbelievable Sasha Willow crap, where you're like, <laughs> no, in, in reality, Sasha wins, like, every time. Like, no. <laughs> at least yeah. with, like, Sierra, you're like, nah, yeah, I get it. Like, and, and poor Claire. Like, Claire's adorable, but but the quirky girl is not the one that usually winds up with the guy, like, whether it's Trip, yeah, whether... And it's like, but wouldn't it be great because Ben and Claire actually make sense. They're both like, you know, outsiders. And that to me would actually work. And I'm not saying that Sierra and Ben never get back together, but it almost makes more sense for Ben and Claire.
0: Well, you know, people start to feel things when they're comforting each other, which is why they had their first kiss. Um, So I'm excited to see where that goes. And I actually think the move, you know, the Days of Our Lives has done in terms of couples, it does make sense. They actually made a move with Xander and Gwen as well. Oh, yeah. For me, it works because, you know, I think if Sarah comes back, she could come back pregnant and she could be like, yo, Xander. And then that gives Lindsay a manipulative character to play. And that gives oh, her yeah. like an angry, vengeful character to play, because in her mind, she could come back and be like, you all forgot about me. No one checked on me. No one thought the way I was behaving was weird. No one thought- Yeah,
1: like not- she has every right to be angry. That would be interesting. Yeah. And, and, and it's like,
0: yo, y'all know that Kate was impersonated. You know that um, Nicole was impersonated. You know that she has portrayed everybody in this town. didn't think it was odd that I was acting a little weird after I had been wanting to Mary Xander, so I, I'm excited to see what happens when hopefully Sarah comes back to canvas. Uh, but yeah, I love Ben Xander. Xander is yeah, uh, I oh, know. But what that is new haircut
1: about? is like so adorable.
0: But every girl but what- who approaches Xander, they think that he, they're like, you smell bad, and I'm like,
1: oh, <laughs> that that's a manly a- musk, honey. I know that a lot of the guys are little pussy boys on this show. Sorry, yeah. but that may be their confusion. It's what a real man looks like. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, they're just like they're always like, "Oh, Xander, you stink," and I'm like, "Is it because he's always working out and he smells like Jim? Yeah. Because I've been around Paul Tefler and he yeah. smells great, so I don't know <laughs> what that yeah. he smells like, but like it's like does he smell like must? Like what? what yeah. yeah, yeah, it's
1: like that's that's a man. That's what that's what it smells like now. And again, like I say, they're confused because sadly, like. I think Eric is hot like in his own right but Brady he's kind of a little bitch like and that's just where I'll say like Eric like the character like Greg Vaughn hot you're like but Eric's kind of a little bitch like so maybe that's the confusion is like Xander is not like a great guy. I mean, they don't, Eli's one of the few on there that you're like, Oh no, he's a great guy. Or like, you know, I know people don't want to hear it, but Rafe, I'm like, I get that. They're like good guys and they're hot. And you're like, okay, I get that. But with Xander, it's like, Nicole, it's like, didn't you do porn like and you're acting like this guy's the, the worst guy in the world. Like really? Uh, And, and you're that. both hot like, okay, like they Xander and Nicole look great together, but like it, and I just I actually think that's funny I kind of hate that 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 seemed like a one-off thing with them But I do enjoy them putting sort of him and Gwen and working with that because I actually think the Xander Nicole like hateful stuff back and forth like and just how much he seems to enjoy her being mean to him is funny and and like i
0: enjoy that i forgot that he yeah. made her marry him so that's an interesting story but when you talk about pussy boys and you think about people <laughs> like, yeah. and there must be good luck coming my nose is itching guys i keep like scratching my nose it's like oh like, yeah I think people like to say that's like good luck or something so you know hopefully um so say. uh I uh, know. Um, but no, I was going to say Trip. So when I say, yeah. I think a trip, but I think, mm-hmm. I think that Trip is much more successful this run than he was his first run. Like there are well, characters who are more successful in their second run. And I think he's doing yeah. better this time around.
1: I almost feel like, okay, they got to give him a three-way with Allie and Chanel because it's like, look, the dude is hot. He, he really got through the ringer, and he didn't do it. It's like, look, if he was a rapist, it would not be this case. But he was the good guy the whole time. He kept it cool. He was always respectful. And it almost makes sense. But it, but to me, it also makes sense in, like, a realistic way of, like, Allie being more comfortable with Chanel because that's, yeah. you know... I will say I appreciate the fact that they're working on that and you know, that is something that a lot of women deal with but you know, especially because sexuality is fluid now, you know, and you know, more so with women, it's like, this actually makes sense. And I feel like they're going to tell it right, but it's like, she does have, but she is more comfortable with Chanel. And I hope they tell it in the way that that it makes sense where it's like, yeah, like, you know, she likes them both. Like, and, and i know that they're really I, weird about killing those bisexual storylines but you know they did it with uh Christians, so
0: well a lot of people are more upset on on this whole storyline because they're like is all of sammy's kids gonna be gay because there's also a rumor that johnny's gonna come home and like have an experience or something and i'm like wait a minute and i don't know how what? true that is obviously but yeah. i'm just like so all of sammy's kids were like well will did it all right well, we're all gay too <laughs> I, do know I mean, both like
1: the uh, women who did the matrix are both trans um right. so yeah
0: and I, I, I listen i know siblings like like you just said about the lacoste twins i get it i get it, I get it. Mm-hmm. but i am kind of like what is johnny because i'm like who would johnny be with in town because like there's no girls in his demographic i mean i guess he could come yeah. down and you know what
1: well and everyone's to related town. yeah <laughs> he could come
0: to town and he could be with chanel which would then make Allie jealous which would then make trip jealous and like mm-hmm. you know we got a whole quad going but i think they need another female kid they, they need some more young people because everyone's related because the only yeah. other person is claire and since they've aged her into ben's world it's like well who are we going to have yeah so i i, I hope to, to have that. Otherwise I'm going to fucking end up in a coma like Jan again. (laughs) Yeah. It's
1: like, I love that. That's just like Jan's in a coma again and everything they played with the Jan stuff. And I'm just not even going to lie when Philip choked Jan, it may have turned me on a little bit. Um, but again, guys, that's why I like like Ben too. I love it. Oh, no, but uh, <laughs> a little bit. But it was uh, the Jan character. I, I love this. And I love having a kooky character that can just come in and out of a coma. And this is what Ron does best bringing back a silly character and just making it work. In in and out, like, and I hope that's what we do. Jan comes out just every year for their reunion and and shit up, like.
0: (laughs) And I think she will come back. And I think that what I what they didn't get to, they they hinted at, but they didn't really hit like hit the nail on the head. Why Jan is so screwed up? And you know, I think that Jan killed her parents. They alluded to that like years ago when the show was on. Jan, they were like, her parents. Why do I like that? (laughs) Yeah. but dan's real issue is the fact that jan was raped um and and she not only got pregnant but she also got uh an std from it and she was raped by she was raped by nicole's father and you know paul mendez and what really upsets and terrifies me is the fact that I I want Jan to have this scene. I think Heather Wendell would kill it, of saying, like, no one thought about me. Like, even if I was horrible to you guys in high school, because in high school, she was just a bully. And so this stuff of the guns and stuff is very new. So I want her to be like, yo, I cracked because y'all didn't give a fuck. Y'all did not care about me. No one cared when I was raped. You know, y'all took pity. But, like, at the end of the day, y'all let my high school bullying, like, outshine the fact that I was raped, I was left with a child, I got a disease, and then I lost a child because I fell down a flight of stairs. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, of things there that I wish that people would kind of uh, address when it comes to Jan. And I think Ron is getting closer and closer to doing so.
1: Yeah, and I feel like he's trying to do that in little bits because Jan did talk about the reason she killed Charlie was, you know, it was sort of Getting like she had her moment of like getting back at you and all the guys that do that because that happened to me and at least that was part of the motivation. It wasn't all about framing Bell. It's like no, like this happened to me and she got to have that little bit of a moment. And I know they don't yeah. like to make characters like Jen necessarily three dimensional, but soaps do better than most shows. And I will say like i wish they would show the contrast between gwen and that gwen has had some similar stuff happen not the not the rape that we know about but it is like she is trying she has done some horrible things but something bad happened lost her baby and we're seeing because jack cares and because it does seem like you know maybe xander will that gwen is not alone jan was alone and that's the reason she fixated so much on Sean the, that I'm able to ascertain is that he was the nicest one to her, I guess, and he sort of saved her, is what she said. Yeah. So, of course, she's going to fixate because she hasn't had these normal relationships. And it, it's interesting because I think about Smallville, of all things, and how like Lex Luthor was portrayed as like none but Clark would give Lex really any time of day and like they were friends and like he kept this big secret from him and of course they were and there was never this full-on trust of him and because it's like and and to me it is certain people it's like you're not allowing me to get over this like and, and this is where i'll say that some people who believe that they're the good guys it's like you're really not because you almost lead this person to this by not even giving them a chance and that was the thing it's like jan probably wouldn't have continued if just, it, and that was the thing like with Claire it's like Claire did try to be her friend and then they just kept digging at her and digging at her and not letting her move on and, and that's just what I'll say just like with Lex or other characters like that you see that a lot showing up oh, like like with Nell it's like you know with Nell though he had some chances and it's like yeah. okay um, yeah no you're just a bad apple falling from the crazy tree like with Nina and it's like yeah Nina like you did turn on her but Nell was you know a lost cause because she'd had several people try to help her and she didn't jan yeah. it's like as far as i know the history everyone's part of her psyche
0: Yeah. No, no. And no one, you know, the only person that was there was, you're absolutely right, it was Sean, because he was, Sean was even willing to say it's his baby, so she didn't have to deal with the embarrassment of the rape. Like, he was willing to do that. So I think that that's why she completely, like, fell in love. And here's my thing. Like, you have these judgmental characters. Like, Steve, Steve was really on my nerves on Days of Our Lives, because the way he was treating Bonnie... I get it. I get why well, he's upset with Bonnie. Oh, so, yeah, Bonnie impersonated Adrian and locked her in, in jail for a little bit. Yeah. Okay, fine. But, but she's Bonnie really trying, Bonnie, yeah. Right, and Bonnie didn't kill Adrian. And and yeah. Bonnie's really trying. And the way that Steve takes the time to run over to with Jack. Ava, and Ava yeah, yeah. Him, right. And then he runs over to, you know, with Jack and Gwen, and then with Abe and Ray, and then with Jess and Bonnie. Concentrate on your own wife and your own family and your own situation because, like, like Steve, like, where's your daughter? Where's, your, you need to concentrate on your own life. Yeah. I just feel like right now being the judgmental Betty and he's just running all over town just telling people what he don't like about their lives and it's really it's like dude, it's you really
1: only got one eye can you really judge anybody <laughs> it's like how hard is it to judge with the one eye bro
0: I am so all mad right. because I, so I mad.
1: love Patch because he's adorable but like I, I'm with you he's a little bit of a judgy bitch
0: yeah, he's a judge, so and you know what? That's why I want to move on to some news that is happening. Some good news. We've given you guys so many like spoilers are coming, but congratulations <laughs> to Robert Palmer Watkins uh, for joining Fear the Walking. No, it is not Fear the Walking Dead. It's the it other is.
1: one, uh, the World Beyond, like the new yeah, spinoff.
0: The new song, uh, yes. And he also has his new song, his new single out, Waiting. So congratulations to him on all of that. Um, I miss him as Dylan, um, but I'm going to see him very soon because Robert is my oh, personal man. friend, so I'm excited to hang out with him. But um, I do miss him as Dylan. I think that character of Dylan Quartermain is needed on the show yeah
1: it's really weird that that sort of and that'd be a thing it's like if richard Berge like leaves y r it's like it would be great to see paul and dylan back on gh because i know paul killed a bunch of people but like pff, it wasn't anybody that i cared about so i'm good
0: day player uh, and sabrina in exactly. sabrina
1: yeah like pff, whatever like,
0: like who cares he he like killed uh, a rude doctor and sabrina like no one cares um i did <laughs> i did like sabrina. <laughs> But like I was kind of over her coming and going, so I was just like, I don't have time. Yeah. Um, um, and then of course our girl Renee Elise Goldsberry from One Life to Live, who played the fantastic Evangeline Williamson. Um, oh, I she, love that. Honestly, is, and she's so good. And the girls five ever, she's amazing, and she's always giving respect back to her daytime roots, which I think is so great to continue to see from daytime actresses. Uh, and Hayes did it the other day as well, and. Um, it's just really good to always have them come back and say, yo, I learned from the best and I think it's great.
1: Yeah. And and I like what she said that at the end of the day, you're the one responsible for your audience rooting. And I know we we discussed about some actors just not really hitting that mark and maybe being miscast, but I, and, and again, it's much harder to be liked as a villain or like, you know, a foil or a heel as they call it in wrestling and but that to me is what says you're the best actor because like ava jerome valentine Cassidy, i mean roger playing any character like todd or a franco i mean these characters uh, transcend their you know actions when the actors are that good and i i mean but not everybody can do that but I, I like that that's sort of what she was saying and to me it was like hard not to like evangeline because like she was the best she was a strong lawyer and, and again i always like characters like her that aren't ruled you know because unfortunately in soaps most of the characters especially female characters are ruled by love or lust, and it's all about a man evangeline was never about that and it was always about the case and in her friendship god and how she always believed it or you know what ultimately became victor because it was uh trevor saint john's character but it was like yeah like her motivations were always like sincere and she was this great character that was unfortunately cut from us too soon but
0: yeah evangeline was was great and i just really I think the entire show was confused when that character, kind of how people are, you know, with Sarah being gone from Days of Our Lives. People are, you know, feeling the same way when Evangeline left. I remember everyone kind of being like, huh? Like, she was so good. And then they left her in a coma for a very long time. And then they killed her off. Because they it was it was just really weird the way they went about that. Um, you know, and listen, we never know network decisions, we never know budget cuts, we never know, you know, actors wanting to move on to different projects and do different things, but I just think that the way Aventaline was kind of done still sticks out as, you know, that wasn't that wasn't very nice. That was a that was a crazy time. Yeah,
1: and I know that Michael and Trevor both spoke out uh against some of that and that that we do know a little bit is that um You know, being a talent like she is, uh, you know, she should have been given more screen time or better pay. And these guys advocated for her. And I mean, that's a lot of why, you know, Michael was on the fence about coming back, too, is the way that a lot of that went down. And that's where I'll say he always speaks up for his female co-stars because because he's a real man and Trevor did as well. And, you know, they're classy guys.
0: They're, they're they're the nicest guys and they do always stick up for their female counterparts mm-hmm. um I love them both i love them both uh-huh. but let's talk about some things that we don't love, like losers because we have, to, we have to give you guys one last loser and winner of the week and then performers of the month before we go um so I'm going to let my dear friend Lucretia tell you guys again because she's already mentioned it once who the loser of the week was.
1: Well, let's face it. It's the loser of the month with May sweeps while it may have been, you know You guys literally got to see Peter thrown down the stairwell every freaking day It was so great. We like me and my mom were laughing every time we, we start the episode and it's like him thrown down the stairwell And he's dead and yeah, I knew that was up and it's like But there are people still talking about it and it's just like guys. He's dead ding dong Peter's dead. We're throwing a freaking party like you've got what you wanted yeah, you're still mad. Like, and this is why a lot of times they don't give you what you want. Because, I mean, in two, like, there's, of course, a big psychology thing. But you'll just have to, you know listen to my other podcast or watch my other podcast that's all about that eventually but it is what it is and it's like that does make you a loser is if you know you wanted this character gone so bad and now he's gone and you're still mad about it like get over yourself get over it like ding dong Peter said he's gone but if you're still talking about it if I were Chris and Dan and Frank and whoever at GH I'd be like well they're still talking about it should we bring him back like I mean we didn't see a body and this is where I say watch your fucking work guys because whenever you know people don't so much if nobody's mentioning it they'll kind of fade out stuff like it almost makes it if there's negative attention you know just like the Kardashians and people that live to be in the uh, the tabloids and shit like that you know negative press is still press guys and so so some of this it's like you may be digging your own grave here like like Peter himself did where it's like okay well if they continue to this character they're gonna think there's something to that or they're gonna be like well i guess i miss him here you go he was on ice he magically alive. phase on cause back like he's got phase on's brain i don't know but they could go a lot of places if you just don't let it die just 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 well, let I, it go let it go just
0: them out, let the mouth i mean out. Well, I love how you saying Let It Go, knowing that he's on mm-hmm. ice. But here's, here's the thing. Um, yeah. I think people are concerned, not necessarily about Peter being dead, but about Wes coming back. Um, and, you know, this is what I'll say to you guys. You know, we talked about this before about, uh, you know, I, I would just rather people say that they don't like an actor rather than, you know, harping. And I think that's what people are trying to get across. They don't want Wes on the show uh, because they're like, no matter who he plays, we're not going to like him. Um, You know, so I I think that that's unfortunate because, you know, there's a lot of people who come in and out of the show and playing different characters. Roger's one of them. That's why, Mm I said, winner of the week would be Roger Howard fans. I mean, listen, some people were very upset and I'm like, so did you just miss Roger or do you miss Franco? Like, what do you really miss? Um, And I think Roger coming back definitely is a win for people. The Days of Our Lives fans is a win. Um, I would also go to say that GH had a really exciting week with the hostage situation again that I really felt like that wasn't, I I actually told Frank, I felt like it was an action movie. I felt like
1: it was was really well done. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So I would say that
1: that that the the events after have felt a little like, you know, I wouldn't say dull because I'm still enjoying it, but it's a little bit of a, you know, it's a downswing because that was so good and it was so suspenseful and the way that they did everything. But yeah, that's me. I was like the directing of GH, like the Roger's new character and starting out just, you know, the shirt off being adorable. It's like, so his fans, we are winners, even though some of you obviously intersect in the other category. It's like, let's take this as a win. We have Roger back, adorable. Character, and again, and Days fans are always the way because they find every excuse to put Xander without a shirt on and Eli without his shirt on. And, you know, it's just like, guys, like, I love this show.
0: <laughs> um, I, have to, I have to say, you know, with, with GH specifically, I think that the one thing of maybe why it feels like it was a lull right now is because yeah. they got rid of the two bad guys in one week. Like, those yeah. characters left in the week um you know you know well, they were taken down the same week I should say they didn't leave in the same week but um so I think that people are kind of like waiting for the next big bad and I have to tell you guys the next big bad is going to be really good and it's going to be really fun um and I guess now's a good time to tell you guys I'm going to be filming at General Hospital next week I am back <laughs> guys um I'm super excited to be back on the show and um, I'm excited for who I get to work with it's going to be a really fun um group of scenes, um, so I'm super excited. I'm super excited for the opportunity, and um, I, I just really continue to thank ABC, Mark Teshner, and all of them for having me back, so I'm excited, and when I can tell you guys more, I will. Now, of course, Lucretia has the inside scoop, because I tell her everything, but the rest of yeah. you will just have to wait till it airs.
1: Yeah, and, and I can't wait to see the final product myself, guys, and it should be pretty fun, because Let's face it. I mean, GH is, is really good right now. Like I say, it's in a lull, but that's because, like you say, they got rid of the, the two big bads and, and as something that airs every week, you kind of have to start building something new up. And, and I'm excited to see what they have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and before we go, you know, I'm going to go see the person that we are yep. going to be announcing as performer of the month. One of them, um, I'm actually about to go spend a little bit of time with her as soon as we finish this episode today. Kirsten Storms. Um, Kirsten, yeah. first of all, is a, a great friend. She's she's absolutely fantastic. Um, and i actually called her when her big scenes aired when she basically spoke for an audience and went off on peter Mm -hmm. Um, and i was like kirsten you were so good and you know you know, from her, and I know she's already kind of told you guys, she thanks you guys so much for the outpouring of love. You guys have been there with her, you know, um, with her surgery that she recently had. Um, also, you know, she got all these messages about her scenes, and she wants to let all the fans know, and everybody out there, she appreciates you, she loves you, she thanks you for, you know, just you know, being there and, and giving her a reason to not be in a bad mood, as she said last night on her Insta. So I'm going to go see her, and we're going to make a video probably today, and and, and shoot out to you guys um, And then the second one I know you love him So I want you to say Who your performer of the month was
1: Well yeah That's the thing Is For anything with this storyline guys I know it was long And I know None of us really enjoyed For the most part The Peter stuff But if what we get out of it Is Emmys for Kirsten and Michael Easton then, then it was probably worth it Let's face it Because they have both been killing it i mean bringing us to tears and and we're a family of robots i mean we're a fa- we're like the finn family like here, you know, like we're a family of robots and bringing us to literal cheers has been michael and, and with kirsten it's just like when Brooke Lynn showed her the little baby Louise that she's calling Bailey, it was just like, oh shit, that broke me with her. And then when you know, and this is where I'll say that that Michael and Becky are really working well, and I sort of like that they're the the end of this storyline with Peter and bringing that closer, and just this stuff with with Chase and you know, thinking as a father and a brother. I mean, there's so many layers to this, and knowing that he's the one that killed Peter, it's like. Michael Easton is the guy that could do this and do it well and and really play it all. And, and it's great. It's almost to me a little bit reminiscent of like House or something. Like cause I always felt like Dr. Finn was it a little bit like Dr. House. House, like a very layered character like that. Yeah. I
0: agree. You know what? I didn't think about that till now, but that's why I have you around to keep me on yeah. uh on brand. And
1: Guys, I've been watching those reruns good. on pop. <laughs>
0: Oh, also check out Pop because I really mm-hmm. do like rerun yeah. and Pop. Um, guys, this has been so fun being able to come to you guys every week and talk about soaps. And you never know we're going to pull up again. But you don't have to not stop here listening to Lucretia and I's voice. Lucretia has a wonderful new podcast coming out on the Believe Network that you're going to love where she's going to talk all things psychology. Um, you can continue to listen to me um, on Pride, the podcast that will be dropping every Monday anywhere um, as well as on uh, Sundays on the DNR Network. So continue listening for that. Um, and yeah, man, we are, we're we're going to continue talking. So follow us on Twitter. Follow me, Darrell Anthony on Twitter. Um, and yeah, I, I love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Um, because I truly do believe that out of all of this, I am so, so fortunate for Lucretia. I'm so fortunate for our friendship. Um, I don't know if you guys saw us. Uh, her and I <laughs> got to meet in person. Um, and yeah. we took a photo and hometown, Tyler, Texas. So out of all of this, I've gained a new friend um, that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And I was very fortunate for this. So thank you, Lucretia, for bringing me on. And I love all of you soap fans, even you crazy ones out there. And I can't (laughs) wait to keep keep talking soaps with you.
1: Well, thank you so much, Darrell. I know I was so happy out of all the things out of it, you know, making a new friend, starting a new business, doing all these things. And I love talking soaps with you. And I'm sure we will continue to do it just not in front of, you know, our our computers here. Because like we say, you know, all good things must come to an end. And as much as we enjoy the soaps, sometimes we like the actors just want to branch out and do other things Um, like believe in pop psychology. Guys, be on the lookout for that is it'll be coming out in a few weeks. And don't worry, I'll still be talking, you know, a little soaps, a little TV, a little, you know, uh, everything. You know, it's pop psychology. So so we can talk about all things like like friends and and the reunion and
0: and I might pop up and join you. Why not?
1: Oh, for Life. sure. Yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, if I'm going to talk soaps with anyone, why would it not be you? I mean, we've, we've got to really delve into and And again, as that's my, my passion is psychology and and how it applies to pop culture. So so I hope you guys enjoy that uh, when it drops. And since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the Internet, since there is only one. Bye, guys.